You are listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 186, sponsored by DCBS and Netflix. Yeah, Spider-Man and Freezing full effect. Uh-huh. You ready, Ron? I'm ready. You ready, dude? I'm ready, Slick, are you? Oh, yeah. Take it down. Girl, I must warn you. I sense something strange in my mind. Yo, situation is... Hey, welcome to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast. It's episode 186. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Josh Flanagan. Hello. And Ron Richards. Doing the creepy voice. <laughs> so, we are at fanboy.com. We like comics, we read comics. Every week we read a bunch of comics. Then one of us decides which ones they like the best. They make that their pick of the week. They write about it on the website. We talk about it on this show. And then we talk about other books of the week and other topics of interest and all stuff like that. And before we get started, we want to announce that you should listen all the way through the show because at the end we're going to announce another random giveaway winner. We've been doing these random giveaways to members, iFanboy members, and we've been uh, doing that for a while. And we got another one today. They got a big, nice package they're going to win, and we'll announce it at the end of the show. And Josh has some news about another giveaway that's coming up. We are we're setting up for another big giveaway. As you know, we had a uh, you, you may not maybe you don't know, but we gave away an original page of Mike Allred art along with a bunch of other stuff. And we have another big prize pack of stuff that we're going to be giving away in two weeks. So I guess if you sign up for your iFanboy membership, if you haven't yet, by June twelfth then you will be eligible. We'll be giving it away on this show directly after that. And the prize is going to be a Walking Dead compendium, which is the first 48 issues of Walking Dead, and a really nice single book, sort of like the Big Bone one edition, plus two Joe Casey books, each signed by Joe Casey. So it's Godland Volume 1 and Nixon's Pals, and that will be one prize pack. And then the other prize pack will be also those two Joe Casey books without the Walking Dead compendium. So it's a, it's a cool little bunch of comics, really good stuff, all from Image. Yes, Image. But that is if you are an iFanboy member, and the reason that we're bringing it right now at the top of the show is because we need to get more members. The people who've signed up, you are our favorite people in the world, and, I mean, we, we can't say how much we appreciate it, but everybody else, if you've been thinking about doing it, or just get over to iFanboy.com slash store and sign up. You can be $4 a month, or $42 a year, or you can do at a higher level at $10 a month or $100 a year, and, and anybody who signs up for any of that is eligible for these prizes that we're going to be giving away randomly. Like you said, there's going to be some at the end of the show, but you'll also get a prize pack that's got a random comic and stickers and stuff, and the, the higher level, the $10 or $100, $100 a month, gets an iFanboy member t-shirt, and again, this is so we can, we can keep going at the same rate we are. We have a membership goal, like an amount of people that we need to keep going the same way we are, and we're not even halfway there and, and no, we're close to halfway there but yeah we're not we're, we're not we're not, we're not, we're not where we need to be yeah exactly so, so you know like we said it's it's one comic book a month that's that's a really easy way to look at it and um if you know if this is a part of your life we want to keep it going in the same way and we really appreciate it and thank you very much and now just show it's so, important to note that everybody who previously signed up for a member is eligible for this for the giveaway in two weeks so you don't need to true. do anything if you've already signed up right so. unless you've already won then you're not eligible right yes yeah. for a little while so we're going to start the show now. Remember, this is a review show, so there's going to be spoilers. We're going to talk about the books. So if you haven't read your books yet, pause the show, come back later. It saves you the aggravation of us having to read the angry emails. So, Ron, yes, you had the pick of the week. It, man, every, Go, sir. Every couple of months, one of us gets the pick of the week and when it's your week. And, and then it's my fault because it was a short week with Memorial Day, and the comics came out on Thursday, and I printed my pull list, and I went to the store, and I didn't actually look at the pull list. And then I got to the store, and I'm holding a stack of like 19 books, and I went, "Oh God!" <laughs> and then, like, and and the thing was is that it was it was like a 
it was like a low level oh god like oh there's a lot of books and so that you know I go to dinner and I come home I start reading my books and the way I read my books is I read the ones I'm you know kind of most excited for at the top and then go down go downwards it's different from you guys don't let's not get into that now but um, that's personally how I do it and in this particular case I read I read a comic I put it down I'm like oh well that's gonna be the pick and then the next one I'm like oh well, that's gonna be the pick and the next one I'm like well that's gonna be the pick and I was like oh, I'm screwed I'm totally screwed so, <laughs> it, was, it was a great week of comics it I was a great out, week I gave out fives like candy like yeah. I, I just I had a really like one of those I love reading comics kind of weeks you know yeah. we were really excited about it I loved this week of comics yeah I, I'm I, really I'm really tough with the fives and I was the same way I gave out a bunch of fives so. I gave I gave one you people oh, well. you people are soft yeah. Well, anyway, you're actually happy to be reading comics. That's what it is. I, well, I can't. Well, that's that, and that's part of the whole pick. So, so not to you know put it off anymore. The pick of the week was uh, this one shot Spider-Man: The Short Halloween, and written by uh, Bill Hader and Seth Meyers of Saturday Night Live fame, and drawn by Kevin McGuire. And if I had to sum up how I felt after reading this comic in one sentence, it, Connor would be exactly what you said. It will be, I'm happy reading comics. Like comics, reading this comic made me happy. And the reason why is because it was just they they, they nailed it. They, they the pitch came down the down, down the center of the plate and they knocked it out of the park. Every cliche you can think about for nailing it, they nailed it. And it's kind of with bittersweet irony because I you know when and I I'm, if you go to fanboy.com and read the pick of the week review, I kind of recounted this. You know, like when they announced at the New York Comic Con that that Hader and Myers were going to be writing a comic, I I total I'll be honest, I totally rolled my eyes and I know. More star fucking, you know, like, oh, more, you know, somebody from Hollywood or somebody, some celebrity. And, you know, we're going to put Colbert on the cover, too. And, you know, like, and let's throw Obama on there while we're at it. So admittedly, I went into this going, you know, kind of somewhat biased in that. Like, I didn't think that these guys, you know, whatever, you know, they're on Saturday Night Live. Who says they should be allowed to write a comic? Wow, that's so comic nerdy. Of <laughs> I can't believe I just uttered those words. So insular. So, so not only that, so that's how I felt about it. And I completely forgot about it after February. I forgot that this comic existed. And then when the pull list came out this week, I saw it on the, on, on the, the list of comics coming out. And I saw the title. And I saw that it's called The Short Halloween. I was like, oh, really? We're gonna take a swipe at Batman with this. You're one shot in comics, and you're gonna, you know, like do that. I was like, come on. You actually, and then I was. You actually just did a Seth Meyer routine, so that's yeah. That, that's the, it's the you matter. Did, you did that in your pick of the week. It was awesome. I did. Yeah, I did. You got that. So that's how I felt on on Monday or Tuesday, whenever the list went up. Then it came to my attention, and I don't know how I misread all this. That Kevin fucking McGuire drew it. Right. And that's when I went, oh damn, I'm gonna have to look at it, aren't I? Because. Those of you who listen to the show know us, know that both Connor and I are huge Kevin Maguire fans. Huge he Kevin He yeah. never draws. Ne- and he never draws. And he's got such talent. And if you go read The Modern Masters, the Tomorrow's book with him, it- it's like this – it makes you want to cry because the guy's got yep. so much talent. And he's just like, yeah, that's this thing I do. You'd rather be a filmmaker. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, my God, oh, so good. So I go to the store. I wasn't planning on buying it. I picked it up. I flipped it through, and I saw some of the panels, and I saw some of the Kevin Maguire facial expressions, and, and I saw a couple of great splash pages, and I said, oh, well, I got I'm, I'm, I to gotta buy it. So admittedly, I read it. It was probably about th- like third or fourth in my stack because I was excited for the Maguire art. And when I finished reading it, I sat down, and I said, man, I'm, this is awesome. This is great. I, I couldn't believe how well they did, and it, and I really thought about it, and I was like, you know, I feel bad that I kind of dismissed Bill Hader and Seth Meyers because I realized for what eight months of the year they write comedy sketches every week. Like they're yep. not they're not just you know comedians and actors. They actually write those sketches, and even if it's the unfunny sketch at twelve forty five, that's way better than anything I'm gonna write. Oh, the twelve forty five one is great. Yeah, well, yeah, true. But even okay, this the sketch at twelve ten or whatever. The one, yeah. the one that follows. I don't like the end like of the, the second. Sketch. Yeah, the third sketch is a piece of shit. 
and they yeah. don't know how to end it, and then Keenan just makes a face. Yeah, yeah. But even then, even and you guys know me, that's better than anything I could write, right? I mean, like that. Like these guys can write. But the, the point is, their writers are not just actors. It's not like Freddie Prince Jr. doing a comic. It's it's guys who write for a living. Exactly. Hey, hey, hey. And, he worked on his pilot for the show, Freddie. I know that. <laughs> it was a horrible show, and he can't act. But God damn it, did he work on the writing? It's gonna be at twenty four next year. Do you know? Do you know who is the? Do you know who is the best part of that show? By the way, Ron. Who? Brian Green, who's no longer Austin Green. He was oh, the really? only on part Connor, of that he show. He was on Sarah Connor Chronicles now, yeah, wasn't he? He was actually yeah. really, really funny. Anyway. Oh, he was great in, he was great in Domino as himself. Do you remember that? I yes, see, I do. I I that that with Ian I love that movie. Anyway, so yeah, so so I was blown away by how well they could write. You got great Kevin Maguire art and all in all the book was fantastic. Essentially what it is is it's like I said, it's a one shot. I don't really know why they're doing a Halloween story in June, but hey, go figure. Basically the premise of the book is that there's a there's a regular guy who's dressed up like Spider Man for Halloween. At the same time, Spider Man is chasing a D list wannabe criminal. And sure enough, the guy dressed up like Spider-Man for Halloween gets drunk and passes out at the same place where Spider-Man gets knocked down by this villain and we get a mistaken identity. And the drunk guy's buddies take Peter Parker home with them and the villain takes the Spider-Man imposter with him because he thinks he's captured Spider-Man. And hilarity ensues. Um, I, I thought it was really funny. I thought I thought they did a really good job, not just making it funny because you'd expect it to be funny, but also like it had a lot of heart. And I thought the last scene was really touching. Well, It, 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 it was a Spider-Man comic. Yep. I mean, it was totally done in the voice of a classic Spider-Man comic, which is you know, which which which, which is great. Like you said, it has heart, and even even like Spider-Man's somewhat barely in it, if you think about it. And it really kind of focuses on the the imposter's friends and this this and the girlfriend and, and the, the girlfriend and, and this cut rate villain. And every scene was nailed. The the dialogue was flowed really freely and easily. There were cultural references, like it's Halloween, so like the two like the two friends, one's dressed up like uh, Hunter S. Thompson, the other one's dressed up like Simon Pegg from Shaun of the Dead. And there were jokes about that, but like they didn't feel forced or take you out of the story. It, like it felt like this t- this story could take place this year, this Halloween, you know. And it just worked on every level. One of the things I really liked about this, and also with Wolverine, which we'll talk about later, is that. Both of those books felt like a throwback to an era of comics before everyone was so continuity obsessed, where you could just tell a story, you could tell a one-off story, or you could tell a future story, or you could tell a story that wasn't so obsessed with the current machinations of the universe. Somebody somebody on the board said they didn't like your pick, and they said, well, this story doesn't even matter. And I was like, really? Is that, what is that? So that's 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 usually the first question, but th- that's what I liked about it is you know you used to be able to do that kind of things and not worry about every other book in the universe and how it affects your story. You could just tell a funny story or you could tell a story you wanted to tell and not have to worry. And I really liked that aspect of it. it felt like a throwback. Yeah, and and the uh, thing is like the story doesn't matter. Like guess what? None of these stories matter. <laughs> like like they did, none of like even the ones in continuity they just reset it anyway. But it, um, it, is, it is all um, made up. Yeah, sure. and by the way, Ron just said that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know it. Don't get me wrong. I like the continuity. I like playing the continuity game. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't. And then on top of the great story, on top of the great dialogue, just Kevin Maguire, like, this might be the best work I've seen him do in a long time. And I, I know I'm gushing a little bit here, but there was some... No, it's, it's great. Well, first of all, he's perfect for this kind of script because he, he his characters really act. And when you have a lot of dialogue and a lot of comedy and stuff, it's important that the characters can act in the page. But I also feel kind of bad because... He, it seems like he's been pigeonholed now into the comedy comic role. Yeah, which, I mean, he started that way, and so of course, and he's good at it. But t- like his Batman Confidential arc was basically a comedy arc. Yep. And the, before that, he did the Defenders story, which is basically Justice League in the Marvel universe. Yep. And before that, he did the Justice League, the return, you know, the, the brief return to the Justice League yep. International characters. So he's really only doing 
like goofy scripts, which is fine. But I he used to do regular. Yeah, he used to. He did know, a lot of stuff with Wildstorm, and yeah, yeah, you, you, that is a good point. But it totally works here. Like the guy, the, oh, guy, the other guy, the other normal people dressed up like the Green Goblin and Doctor Octopus uh, for Halloween. Like they, they looked great. He was just it looked he, like people wearing costumes, but yep. looking kind of like the people. And then when they had the. Spider-Man as Woozy and saw them as the real characters. They were really scary. He's, he's just such a fantastic artist. And what I thought was really interesting was that you know there's a couple there's a great splash page like when Spider-Man gets knocked out and when he falls into the alley like there's, that's a great dynamic kind of you know fluid splash page you know with the with the shaded Spider-Man to show the fall and things like that. But then for the most part the layouts were really somewhat simple but effective. You know, right. they were they were nine panel grids or, or four panel grids or whatever, and and they just they got the job done, and it, it shows that you don't need to go overboard with the layouts in order to te- to sell, tell the story really well. Um, I have to admit that I when I finished Wolverine, I thought, wow, there's no way Ron's not picking that. But then when I saw the pick, I, I said, you know what, that's that makes sense because I also gave it a five. It was totally pick. Yeah, this is totally a five issue. This is totally different. Josh, did you read this or no? Yeah. Okay. Did you like it or? It was okay. <laughs> but I, I mean. <laughs> I you don't like Spider-Man. I'm, I'm starting to think that I don't. Yeah, I know. So I like think, it's starting I, I to become more clear. Like I mean, like, it was okay. Like, the things that you mentioned, it did, I, it felt a little like guys who didn't, weren't used to using the comic book form, but not bad in any way. I think when you when you lay out what the plot is and you say it, like, you know, like, well, this happens and this, and like, oh, it's, that's, a good, that's a good plot. It made, like, it was... It was good. It was okay. I I wasn't I don't wasn't tickled by it in the same way that you guys were. But also, I'm not a giant Kevin Maguire fan. I mean, I, like I said, I don't I don't think he's bad. I recognize the talent and everything. It's just not my thing. But I don't. Know, it was okay. It was, well, then I, I mean, as not a Spider-Man fan, it's probably will dismay that that the other book that had me hemming and so hawing, excited uh, to talk about Spider-Man more. Uh, <laughs> um, the Amazing Spider-Man number five ninety five, which is the first issue of the story arc uh, with Phil Jimenez on art and Joe Kelly writing, and Andy Lanning inking. By the way, he the touch thinks. of Lan. The, I know he always thinks Phil, but the touch of Lanning. <laughs> like, holy crap! Well, did is, they bring it? it? I'm sorry, but once again, is Joe Kelly still on his like? He's juicing. It, it's it's ho- it's holy crap! Did they bring it? I mean, and am I alone here? But like this book, I gave this book. I think I gave this one a five stars too. It's been a while since I've seen Jimenez's art, and I thought it was just totally on. And Joe Kelly, from the get-go, started the first issue of a five-issue story arc, a story with weight and heaviness to it. And just like it's a goblin story, as you tell by the cover. And it just it, – I was like after, – after I read this, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. This is great. I love it. This is going to be the pick of the week. But it wasn't. <laughs> it was very good. I, I enjoyed it. Jimenez is great, and he's he doesn't draw enough either. He's yeah. another guy that doesn't draw enough. Either. I don't know what he's been doing, but he used to be a fairly regular guy. I don't know what he's been working on, but yeah, I don't know either. I think movie I, stuff. I, yeah, I think so too. I think he's doing storyboarding. But was he teaching too? I think he was teaching. It was really good. I think these these dark rain tie-ins are good because Spider-Man is such a part of Norman Osborn's life that it would be silly not to have him be part of the dark rain stuff and having him want to take on finally Norman was was a good way to go and. Every little aspect of it was good. Yep. You know, it was another solid Spider-Man book, but Joe Kelly's stuff was good. And, there, were, um, there were two pages in particular that blew me away. The page when, in the story, Peter and Harry Osborn are going or or at the mayor's mansion with J. Jonah Jameson because uh, Aunt May and J. Jonah Jameson's father are getting married, and so they're having a dinner to celebrate it. And they open the door into the dining room, and there's Norman holding a glass great, great page great, great and one. and in the in the bonus material at the back at the back of the short halloween if you if you didn't read that go check it out there's because there's a preview of this and joe kelly said that he loves this page too because it reminds him of the vader scene in empire when they when they're on in cloud city and they go into the dinner and there's vader 
Right. Like, it, it totally nailed that. And then, um, and then there's towards the end uh, when Spider-Man grabs Norman, and he's it's the homage to the classic Green Goblin with Spider-Man ro- roped up image. Right. Uh, they're just beautiful. They're just great. I love Phil's art. Yeah, it's great pages. Yeah. Although, wasn't the blonde reporter dating Ro- Robbie's son? Uh, I think so. But maybe, was, maybe, maybe they ended it. Who knows? We don't right, know. Just, just know. Yeah. Great story. Just great story. Even it was, you know, it was very good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the rest of the arc. It's always better when Norman's. Norman Osborn's interesting as a whole sort of Marvel villain, but I, it's always better when he's fighting fighting Spider-Man. There's always yeah. more weight to it. Yeah, totally. So it's Amazing Spider-Man 595 is the it's the first issue of a five issue arc that I strongly urge everybody. If you're curious about Spider-Man, get on here. It's 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 a good time for Spider-Man. According to the cover for 596, Jimenez is not drawing it. Oh, that sucks. Who is it? Uh, I just got it out of the way. Sorry, I don't remember, but it wasn't him. Name I don't recognize. Crap. That, I don't want to bring you. I was like my revenge. Yeah, oh, go, yeah? Let, me, let me take you down off that cloud, buddy. Yeah. You're a downer this week. It's so, okay because it's okay because I just opened Spider-Man and I saw the Captain America 600 ad with uh, female Bucky and I got downered even more. So. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's going to bring everyone down. Green Lantern 41. I have admittedly on a high comic high this week, but I really liked Green Lantern 41 and I liked it more than any issue I've read in a, Green Lantern of a while. You know, you know what's really funny is because I, I Green Lantern wasn't in the running for Pick of the Week, and I thought it was really good, but I thought it was eh, okay, but I was shocked at the ending. Well, yes. I well, was yeah, Hal Jordan gets his arm chopped off, so that's kind of shocking. I was totally shocked at the end. Because I, I, the thing is that like Jeff Johns is good, but I never really connect him with the shocking ending guy, you know? Right. Yeah. And I, I see that was mean. a shocking end. Yeah. Basically, Agent Orange or Larflees chops off Hal's hand to get the blue ring. Which I was like, wow, that was brutal. I, I, you know, what's funny is that I think a couple of weeks ago Connor said this is moving too slow, and then last week I was like, you know what? No, I'm having fun with it. And this week I was like, all right, get on with it. Yeah, I kind of felt totally, that too. I mean, just because like I got, I totally got the point. He's greedy. Um, yeah. It does feel like this is a little, <laughs> this is this is a little decompressed, maybe yeah. for me. And I, I think I will say that Tan, whichever one he is, uh, this, Philip, it works for this story. I, I can't not, stand it. I know you can't, <laughs> but like, and this is not my favorite style, but in this sort of. These big flowy pages with all these energy constructs and stuff, and it it pretty much works for it. But I'll be I'll be I'll be cool with this moving on. And it looks like at the end, both, both tans this week too. Why do they have to double tan us? <laughs> Are they related? <laughs> they just have the same last name. Dual tanning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like at the end, you're like, well, well, something certainly happened, and they're gonna have to deal with it. Although you know, he's a Green Lantern, so they'll fix him up. I mean, unless he, he's gonna have Luke Han now. That would be awesome. Like, what are they going to do? Like, are they going to have Hal with a stub? Well, he, or a hook? Like well, Aquaman? He, well, yeah. he could always have a, a, a construct hand. Right, but you got to keep it keep it up. I mean, it, you know, the Dude, moment. It, so, <laughs> that's the Alice. <laughs> well, that's, what the, that's what the actual blue lantern part is. The blue is uh, active ingredient. Practism. Yeah. No, what's the the original one that I can't think of right Viagra. now? There you Viagra. Viagra, yeah. Um, that was the worst joke ever. Wow, so I was going to say, we've uh, devolved into Viagra jokes. It would have been um, fine if I'd just gotten it out, but I didn't. Yeah. That's <laughs> that is also what she said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I liked about this issue was that you got to see the, what was going on with other people besides just Larflees and Hal. I liked seeing what was happening with Jon Stewart and Sinestro and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, for some reason, whatever, I think I came around from being bored and now back to being excited. And I liked his, just seeing his origin was also made it more interesting, finding out what, what was behind him and... I always like knowing the Guardians are more sinister than they than they appear to be. Yeah, yeah. I like how the Manhunter... But I'm also ready to move on, too. I just really enjoyed it, though. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, you and I are on opposite poles at this point of our lives. We will disagree I like comics. That's what the difference is. I don't not yeah. like comics. I'm <laughs> reading old comics like right now and quite enjoying them. 
Anyway. Well, there's no way you couldn't have not liked Wolverine number 72, which to all the haters out there was, it's a five-star book in my mind, was a contender for pick of the week and probably the best issue of all the old man Logan story so far. I didn't like it. Really? No, I'm I'm totally shitting you. I gave it five stars. Are you kidding me? This would have been my pick of the week. Snick, come on. Oh my God, this was good. And you know, it was know how really, much, really. Good. You gotta know how much McNiven must have been like. Oh, there's a page. There's a two-page spread I can draw. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, this was well, so funny because even though we all knew this was happening, we from the first issue we all knew that the penultimate scene would be him popping the claws. Finally, it still had a lot of resonance, and it was still very dramatic, right. and it was still very like, oh shit, what's gonna happen now? And and I loved old, crazy Red Skull walking around in Captain America's uniform. That was yes. so creepy and demented that it was perfect. Oh, and I, and I loved all the hero costumes and accoutrement, uh, you know, in glass in the in the White House or wherever they are. I mean, and, and just looking at that one panel where you could see it all and trying to make out whose mask was what and stuff like that. Oh, it was great. It was. Still, I mean, the, the creepiness was really the thing. And although the only weird thing I thought was... Oh, I got a weird thing. They made it Bucky. Which is not oh, as powerful as if it's Steve. Well, Steve's well, dead. Steve's already dead. Right, but this is, this is an alternate future where yeah, you can have but, anything be the case. But his jumping off point was clearly from now. Yeah. So he went with exactly. it. Which, which, if I'm working with Marvel and I'm trying to be the team player, I get that. Like, that's the reality as it is. So yeah. go with it. Or maybe that tells us that Steve's never coming back. You know that that's if it's Steve, clue. everybody freak out. Be like, See, Steve's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I'm I was okay with it. The the when Logan grabs the the shield and Skull reacts to it. Oh god, that was great. You know, the the only thing that sort of struck me, I think, it was I was reading it this time, and I for some reason I really appreciate, really really appreciate that they didn't need they didn't give him Wolverine hair. But I was yeah. kind of looking. I'm going. He's really not Wolverine at all here. Like we he's called that, and he's kind of acting like that. But I was like, he looks kind of big. Like he, I was like, he's he looks like he's six four. You know, like he's. Just a big dude, but that might just be maybe he maybe the skull is tiny also because he's yeah. old. Well, I mean, the skulls, but they've also drawn him big since two thousand since the movie came out. Yeah, yeah. I know. They, they, I want him to be they, little. He's in not. My head. He's I never going to be little. But it was it was a really fun issue. There was no part of it that wasn't fun, and it it's the best of Mark Miller to me. Um, yep. Because in my mind, like there was all sorts of things that I can tell. I know what he's doing. Like you can see. He goes for the big moments over and over again, and there's not there's not a ton going on behind it. But he, if he did it well enough, he did it fun enough that you just don't care. Yeah, and and the th- and the, th- the thing about it, and really, what made it not the pick of the week for me, if anything, was that, and I don't mean this in a bad way, is that, and this kind of goes back <laughs> last week, last week when we were talking about with Kirkman, I did it, I did go back and read the art and, and look at the art and drink it in and absorb it, but it the first read w- went really quickly. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a the, all these issues have been really fast reads. I did notice then, like a lot of big four panel pages, things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then on top of that, after the skull fight, once he said full speed back to California. I knew exactly what what was waiting. Yes, me too. Yeah, I, I mean but that's it, not necessarily a bad thing. You, no, you true. Always, yeah, yeah. You have to always know what's waiting at the well, end of a story. It's a yeah, very, matter of how you get there. Not how getting his hand cut off. I didn't see that coming. No, well, but, that's not the end of the story. But it's this fair. is the way that this story is. It's fairly formulaic, I suppose. And the thing is, and and, and what, what I say in that way is, if you're writing a story like you have a decision to make, like okay, he's got the money, he can't win. Right. So what has what's the worst thing you can do to him? Well, yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah, I get it, but it was just I, was, I right. groaned a little. Yeah. No, yeah. I know what you mean. I, I had the same thought, but I was like, you know, I, he had no other choice he could make as right. a writer, I suppose. Yeah. But damn, it was good. And and also, I'm pissed that that it's the finale isn't in the next issue. But whatever, I'm not gonna get into that again. <laughs> It'll be a fantastic trade when it's out. I will gleefully buy it and read yep. it over and over because it's one of the best Wolverine stories I've read in a while. Yeah, totally. It was great. And it's Steve McNiven. Sull- sullied by stupid publishing schedule. 
Whatever. Steve McNiven takes a long time I mean, to draw this, it. And Steve McNiven makes a draw. It'll be fine. In a year, you won't remember. Nope. Oh, I will. Trade. Oh, I will. I'm not going to forget. Never forget. I'm going to make a bumper sticker to put in my car. A lot Never of people forget. say that about the World Trade Center or World War II. <laughs> Ron, <laughs> comic lateness. Wolverine 73. He's got a he's got a whole biker gang that he travels with, and on top of all their do rags, this is never forget, and it just says number 73, <laughs> with three claws behind it. Yeah, it's really lame. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey, if I wanted to get comic books delivered to my house because I had a crappy store or it was too far away, I think I would go to Discount Comic Book Service. That's what I'm saying. Monthly specials up to 75 percent off, 40 percent off major publishers. They have a flat rate shipping of five dollars ninety five cents for all U.S. orders. You can get anything that is in previews. There are over 5,400 trade paperbacks in stock and available for order. I bet there's even more than that now. And you can track your orders online. So if you ever you know, wake up in a sweat at 3.30 in the morning, where is my Ghost Rider, you'd be saying. And, and that's where you would check it, at dcbservice.com. We want to thank them for sponsoring the show and their fine service. Lovely. Nova number 25. If I could marry a comic book series, it would be Nova. I would fight you for it. <laughs> I would go I would I would stand at the they would say the part, they'd say, Does anybody here have an objection to this marriage? And I would come rushing in, I was like, <gasps> like the graduate. Me, and me. you just you bang on the glass and just go, Nova Nova <laughs> World Mind You run out together and jump on a bus. And then at the end, uh I Nova would roll it would, would, would look oddly at the camera very quickly before we went to credits. Yep, exactly. Did they make a mistake? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, <I> just, <laughs> something, something about the book, something. Oh, hundreds of people won't get this reference. Um, <laughs> Guardian, does that mean Guardians of the Galaxy tries to seduce you before you go to the well, wedding? The, everybody's like, what are they talking about? Austin Powers wasn't that good. No, was it Wayne's World? Which one of those did it? Anyway, it was Wayne, yeah, Wayne's World. Did Wayne's it. World. Yeah. yeah. This book uh, was was awesome. Uh, there's a new artist on it who wasn't on it before, and and at the end, I was just like fist in the air, kind of hell yeah. So Nova's back is Nova Prime. World Mind is fixed. We got a new uh, personality for World Mind of the old Nova, the Cree woman who died briefly earlier in the series, and everything is awesome. Yeah, that's it, basically all. Awesome. Seems, like, seems like there's not for an, a regular artist in this book. No, and that's okay. There's, this, this book art, the art for some reason, the art isn't the thing that that sells it. Like the art is yeoman. It works. It works. Yeah, the art works. Yeah, exactly. So. And it, it's, it's interesting to think that there's no one regular on it. That's all. It probably doesn't sell all that much that it's worth it, but at the same time, like, it kind of fits with like the like the pulpy style of it. Like you just like it works for it. Who knows why? You know, like how some British shows look good because they're not shot in the best way. It's kind of like that. And it's a Abnett Landing. Nice. And if, if they cancel this book, oh no, I'm, I'm oh, no, yeah, we're talking what, we're whatever. Talking major. We're on borrowed time here. I mean, a Nova book has never lasted this long, you know, since the you're like You're like past E. You're just oh, waiting for the gas to run This out. is season like three of Arrested Development. There's no reason yeah. to exist. Whatever. Oh, it's so good. It's 25 issues I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah. Um, 25 good consecutive issues that Josh liked as well. Yeah, good stuff. So good. Vikings. So, so good. Northlanders number 17. Anybody else pick this up or is it just me? Reading and trade. Okay, well, this is a one-shot with art by Vasilis Lolos. Lolos. If you like, and it was funny, so I, I buy this anyway, but I heard Brian Wood on Word Balloon talking about it, and, and he kind of compared it to Creasy, to Warren Ellis' Creasy, in that it's a, a kind of just a, a, an examination of a fight. And it's just a single, one shot, you know, two guys, two Vikings duking it out, and a lot of writing around it. I just thought it was really well done. Hey, um, do you guys remember when we were we were talking about Kick-Ass a long time ago and I had a simple two-word explanation for it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out that we have a new champion... 
Yep. Uh, back to Brooklyn number five. This is the last issue of this miniseries, and, and it is fucked up. Oh, man. <laughs> so that happened over and over. Oh, my God. <laughs> I read this book first on my stack, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> no. When he, when, he, when he took the shotgun to his wife's face. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's when you knew it wasn't going to be normal. <laughs> no, you knew a while ago. He threw his mother over an overpass an issue or two back. And then when his brother chopped his fingers off, and then when he stabbed his brother in the eye, and then when his brother stabbed him in the neck, and then when he burned his brother's face in the oven, and then, yeah. yeah. And then again. It was just like, oh, God. He was fucked up. That's, that's, that's all. But there was I really this- wish this, this had a different artist. I think this would have been a much better series, but... This, the, I mean, it was still it, good. It was a story it, uh, under all that. It was a great story. Yeah. It was really good. I just think it would have been more re- better received with a different artist. But right, that's no, but me. I'm saying it wasn't just a bunch of fucked up things. There was a story going no, on. It no. didn't have a happy ending. But it, Actually, it, no, one got, no one got fucked up really was not bef- not when the blood started flowing. It was when the, re- the reveal happened halfway through. Yeah. And, and you found out who else was in on, in on the crime. You were just like, all right, this is fucked up. Yes, you know, it was. This, you know, you know more fucked up than normal. You know what this actually also um, uh, is missing? Is that while it was nice to see the artist's sci-fi work that he did in the back of the book, I kind of missed the Jimmy Palmiotti Tales of the yes, Old, old exactly. Neighborhoods. Exactly. That is yeah, also fucked up. Oh, no Jimmy Palmiotti missing things. Yeah, that was, that, that, that was a con to this book, is that I want more Tales of the, the, Tales of the Old Neighborhood. He's off cavorting down, in, down old South America way in Florida, and, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> he's not writing his stuff down, and that's not cool. Because that was no, better than any work he's done. Uh, on anything, <laughs> this this series this series was great though. I mean, it was brutal, but it was great. Garth Ennis. Whew. So uh, up. next up, you got Batman and Barcelona, Dragon's Night. What what is that horrible? This was title. another sort of throwback to yes, horrible title, but <laughs> similar to Spider Man, the lo- the short Halloween. I almost said the long Halloween and Wolverine. It was similar to the kind of book you'd get ten fifteen years ago, and this was a one shot by Mark Wade, who was on some sort of re- revitalization kick that Joe Kelly's on. And it's it's a Bruce Wayne story from when he's in Barcelona fighting Killer Croc was the Barcelona. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't Batman Bruce Wayne dead? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just it's the one shot story. It's like it's twice as long as a normal book and the it's story doesn't count. Killer wait, does Croc it, goes to Spain and he goes Batman chases him down and it was good. Does it does it end Good night, Barcelona? Good night, Killer Croc. <laughs> it did, which was weird. <laughs> good night, Euro. But it was in Spanish, so it was yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> buenas, noche, buenas noches, El Croco Killer. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was the art by? The art was really good, too. It was by uh, Diego Almos, which was also good. Ron said El Croco. <laughs> that was some, that's some, that's some, that's not even pigeon Spanish. That's just. El Croco Killer O. Yeah. <laughs> All you do is add an O to do it in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear that? Um, that's listeners going away. <laughs> If you're one of those people that are pissed off that Bruce Wayne's dead and you, you're you're mad, you can pick up Batman and Barcelona, Dragon's was it, Night. Was it good? And, what'd, you, uh, what'd you rate it? Yeah, it was real good. I rated it a five. This is one of the five books. It was a really solid one-shot Batman, Bruce Wayne tale, and really good art, and really good, interesting, you know, he's, he's got a girlfriend there, of course, because he's got a girlfriend everywhere. And, yeah. And, uh, a, it was nice. Man. So if you're missing Bruce Wayne, pick it up. He's a straight pimp. User wow. reviews are up next. We like to talk about some of the stuff that, that you guys read that either we didn't talk about or didn't have a chance to read. First up is Quinn, which is the great name from Reign of Fire. Christian Bale's Quinn! Angel. Bring him <laughs> to me. <laughs> Seriously, everyone go see Reign of Fire. Or yeah, I, fa- I fanboy approves. I yeah. fanboy approves. Oh, yeah. We should do an I fanboy special edition podcast on Reign of Fire. We should. <laughs> we totally should. <laughs> I think we just found one. Anyway, Quinn. Bring him to me, Quinn. <laughs> Chomping on a cigar. Y'all having a real good time at your party, right? (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, he's talking about the best Matthew McConaughey ever. <laughs> oh, it's up there. Yeah. No, what's better than that? Uh, the, the, the classic, the Days and Confused. Is, they're no. they're both right up there. That's a bit. See, the, That's a little. See bit. the thing. The thing about Days and Confused is that you think he's acting, but he's just playing himself. That's true. He is. Yeah. yeah. So, at least but the Man of Fire. Also, Christian Bale also Gerard Gerard Butler. Yeah. From uh, Three Hundred, isn't it? And too? they do it. They do a Star Wars play. Yep. Which was brilliant. Yeah. Madam Xanadu number eleven. That's what we're talking about, right? Gave the this I is the eyes this is an Eisner magnet, this title. Gave the story a five out of five and the art a five out of five. And point two one percent. That's less than one percent of the iFan base made it their pick of the week at the time of recording. He says, in that and many other ways, Madam Xanadu is the more the spiritual child of Sandman than any other vertigo, vertigo book I've read. There are differences, of course, in content and form, but the similarities run deep enough that any fan of Sandman who, like me, has longed for a comic book in the same vein, something to fill the hole left when Gaiman went to write mediocre novels, should be reading that book. That was a lot Ouch. of clauses. Did you yawn in the middle of that? We're trying not to Was burp. that one sentence? It was all one sentence. No, it, it was, <laughs> but there was a lot of... <laughs> it took a lot of oxygen. I, I, if, if this was an English paper, I might have marked that up a bit. <laughs> I'm waiting patiently for the trade to come out, which is still not out yet. So uh, DC. That's, that's, um, well, that's unusual because it's a Vertigo book. You think they would have been, they're usually better on top of this stuff, but uh, I think it's out in July or something like that. But I'm, I have it on my list to buy. I'm this is the, Wa- the Wagner book, right? Yes. Yeah. Matt, Martin, Matt Wagner. Not Martin Wagner. Martin, Martin Wagner was the Hepcats guy who disappeared mysteriously. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, seriously. So, it would be weird if that was him. It would yeah, be a little It would uh, be, be his return. He came back to write a Madam Xanadu comic? He got an Eisner <laughs> for it, though. <laughs> uh, jo- Josh, are you reading this in issues? Or? No. That sounds like it's up your alley. Yeah. I don't, why do you say that? Vertigo. you like Sandman? Like Sandman? I guess. You like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You like Gaiman? You don't like Spider-Man? You don't like fun? Yeah. But, uh, actually, Sandman and Gaiman are not at all associated with this, other than what this guy said in his review. <laughs> I know, but So, <laughs> I didn't really put that together, and if I had... I don't. I haven't read any of that offshoot stuff from Sandman because I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It was what it was. I've moved on. I don't know. This isn't like this wasn't a book that I would have even looked at for whatever reason. I feel like you're 2005 era Josh right now. <laughs> I think you're just looking for. I, don't, I wasn't uh, interested in the book. I don't like any of this stuff. Uh, Should I go to the store once a month now? <sighs> Buying three books. I went to the store twice this week. <laughs> 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 I am 2005, Josh. I've been reading Queen and Country going, this is the best fucking thing ever. <laughs> it is. It really is. P. Daylor. P. Dalor. Whatever that is. He, he reviewed Dark Reign, The Hood, number one. Story of 4 out of 5, The Art of 4 out of 5, and 0% of the users picked it as the pick of the week. And P. Dalor says, artists Kyle Holtz and writer Jeff Parker stay true to the Bendis era elements, such as the Hood's relationship with Madam Mask and is struggling with Dormammu, but they also play up Vaughn-era material that's been largely minimalized or ignored. They remind us that the Hood is at heart a street-level criminal, but they also remind us that he started out as a fairly good-hearted guy who hated the idea of killing someone. And I actually don't know why, but I, read, I bought this and read this. Was it any good? It was, it was all right. I gave it three stars. It was, it was interesting enough that I would buy number two. Yeah, I just find it interesting. I mean, that this is of all the offshoot Dark Rain offshoot books. Books, I think this would be. I, I would never. I wouldn't read it. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't have any interest in the hood. I didn't read the Vaughn series, but it's. It, I, but I do like Jeff Parker, so I was glad to see that he's doing something interesting with it. I guess. So see, I didn't I, read the Vaughn series either, but people who who commented on it said it was very similar to that. So that's interesting. Yeah. 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 I think I'm not a Jeff Parker fan. 
Like I don't yeah. think it's bad. It just like I doesn't ex- it doesn't. I read a bunch of Agents of Atlas. And I was like, yeah, it's all right. It's like Connor said, it's pretty good. You know, sorry. Maybe I am 2005, Josh. Maybe you don't you don't like good things. No, I don't know. I, I, no, I think Jeff Jeff's good. I, again, I don't think he's amazing. Um, and I don't mean that you know to, you know. But I've enjoyed the X Men stuff. I enjoyed Exiles so far. But I don't read this. I don't. I haven't read Agents of Atlas. I do want to read that. I might borrow the, your Agents of Atlas stuff because I want to check it out. He'll probably yeah. give them to you. Yeah, 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 probably. We can make yeah. that happen. Go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics there. You can find every week all the comics that are being released, and you can make your own pull list. And then on Wednesdays or Thursdays, uh, you can come back, and you can rate and review review your comics. And um, it's great. So many people write in reviews, and everybody's you know commenting on each other's reviews. And uh, we you know we might pick your review to read on the show, so that's something to look forward to. So yeah, uh, go to ifanboy.com forward slash comics. Great thing about user reviews is I keep writing them, and they keep staying. No, that doesn't work. Blew it. Yeah. So we gave you all your homework. You have to go watch Reign of Fire, and if you can do that through Netflix, because I'm sure they have it. They've got ah. over 100,000 titles with no late fees and free shipping both ways. With Blu-ray titles, it costs just a tiny bit more. With fast delivery and the majority of their shipments ship from their facilities in one business day. With plans starting as low as $4.99 a month, and you can get a two-week free trial from www.netflix.com slash iFanboy. So if you're in the United States and you haven't seen Reign of Fire... You have now no excuse because you can get two week free trial. You can go do that, get Rain of Fire, watch it, return and it. They might even have the. They might even have it on streaming. Where you can watch it. You don't even need to wait for the DVD to be delivered. You can just watch it on your laptop or hook it up to your Xbox or something like that and watch it. I'm pretty sure they don't have it streaming. Because if they did, I would be watching it over and over again. Oh, I think we're gonna check that out right to, now. To be, <laughs> to be fair, that is one of the only DVDs I have that I've watched in surround sound that actually scared me with a sound effect. Like really? something came up from behind and I just wasn't expecting it. I was like, ah. And the, the streaming doesn't work like that. Rain of Fire. Not man. on streaming. You can get it on Netflix. Uh, get giving, the Blu-ray. Rating it five stars. Boop. Five star rating. Yeah, good stuff. There we go. Man, we are way behind because we're off track. somewhere, isn't it? Well, I'm sure you can. <laughs> it's such a damn good movie. All, All right, right so, so this week we're not doing any emails because we have let the voicemails pile up. But normally you can send us an email at contact.fanboy.com. We do a couple on the show or on the video show sometimes or just write back to you. Because that's how we roll, but this week we're going to skip them because we got a bunch of voicemails to do. Plus, right. we talked about Rain of Fire for 25 minutes. We could do that, too, easily. All right. <laughs> Our first voicemail has got a question for me. Hey, hi, fanboy. This is Joe in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Uh, I'll keep it short. Ron, 90s X-Men cartoon. Go. I guess Connor and I are going to just take a powder now because he doesn't need us. <laughs> yeah, Joe. You don't care what we think. You know what? <laughs> hey, man. People want the what goods. I'll be over here slaying dragons. So the 90s X-Men cartoon series probably can go down in history like its little claim to fame is that is the last cartoon series I watched on a regular basis, like when it was on, when it was first aired. The producers like, talk about even, that a lot. Yeah, they do. They're like that, that, that sideburn kid in Long Island, we had him. Not even uh, the Simpsons? Well, no, I meant, I meant like cartoon, like comics cartoon type thing. I, I, but I, I did drop off of The Simpsons in like 99, 2000. But anyway, no, the, the last, the la- like all the superhero, like Justice League and all these ones that have come out over the years, I watch here and there, but I never religiously watch them. The X-Men cartoon, I was there. It's the first Saturday morning. I remember watching it. I remember loving the opening intro with all the with the character names and, and um, i watched it as well it was yeah. it was it was good let me ask you i have a question for you though yeah have you watched it lately i actually have recently because mar because of marvel.com they're they're playing them you can go watch them on marvel.com again and i have gone back and watched them since then and i thought i would be a lot harsher on them but it was still it was fun they were they were they're fun they don't hold up 
Well, few few things do honestly. Few yeah, all things the, do. All the Dini, all the Dini yes. well, stuff is up. Well, the thing is that the thing is that those are, those are in two different classes. The the Dini Tim Batman stuff was art, whereas yeah. this was a Saturday morning cartoon. It was straight up. I mean, it, it is on par with the Wolverine movie in my mind. You know, like the stories don't really necessarily make sense. They're not true to the comics, but they're fun to watch, and all the characters are there. And Gambit's got an accent, and you know, and Wolverine's not Australian like he was in the eighties. Um, <laughs> For those who don't, he wrote a shrimp on his claws. For those who don't get that reference, there was an ill-fated. There was a pilot of a cartoon series for the X Men, like in what, like '84, I think. Or Pride 85. of the X Men. Pride of the X Men. You can get it if you go to a con. You can probably buy it on some bootleg or whatever. And I actually have a VHS copy of it. I do as well. And for the first ep- the first episode was Kitty Pride joining the X Men, and it was like Claremont, Byrne, Smith era team, and uh, Wolverine for some inexplicable reason has an Australian accent. And, and, Duke, and the guy who plays Duke was the voice of Cyclops, which is I was going to say, yeah, exactly, yeah, Duke was Cyclops. So, um, and uh, you, you recognize a lot of voices from G.I. Joe and Transformers in that show. But, um, but I like the 90s cartoon. I don't watch it regularly now, but I watched it regularly back then. And I remember actually getting pissed, and I stopped watching it when they tried to do Dark Phoenix, and it was all not like the comic. And that's when I said, all right, I'm done with this. Hmm. Yeah. Josh, any thoughts? Not really. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. <laughs> that, 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 that show seems to be the people who like Gambit. Like it from that show. Yeah. You know what's good about that show? I, I yeah, no, that show did wonders for Gambit's fan base. That, that show that, did that, wonders yeah. for comics. I think there's a lot of people yeah. who read because of that cartoon show, especially yes. now. And that's that's a really good thing about it. So that was yes, a very political answer on my part. You are making a silver lining out of a cloud. I, no, I just, I just didn't really care. That's all. Just like I don't <laughs> care about the X-Men now. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get a voicemail. Uh, let's get a voicemail. Let's get a voicemail about something you do care about. This is Brandon from uh, Manville, New Jersey. I have a question for Josh. Uh, it's about last week he pulled Secret Six number nine for his pool list, and uh, I was really happy about that. I'm a big fan of the series. Uh, and he didn't seem to mention it on the podcast. Uh, I was just wondering what he actually thought of it. Uh, thanks. Goodbye. Ooh, I got one for me. Um, yeah. yeah, I caused and, a little and, and, and one that we've never heard before. I caused a little furor. People were <laughs> people were like up in arms. <laughs> I just can say a really a really short guy screaming in German about white supremacy. How could he? (laughs) (laughs) A little viewer. You know what we need to do? We need to do one of those internet Hitler videos about Josh reading Secret Six. Oh yeah, oh with the mustache. Funny for ten people. Yeah. Wow. Tens. And we'll be three of them. Tens. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Uh, uh, there's a show that's going to be coming out this next week uh, based on the audience demands it thread. If you remember yeah, sure. a, a, ways, a little ways back, not too long ago, uh, we put a thread up that said, what do you want us to read? Um, and out of that came several books that we read. We each picked one and read it, sort of like we did with the manga show a while back. Um, the top three voting books we did. Yes, and mm-hmm. we will be talking about those books on the video show that comes out later this week. So um, you will find out well, you might find out what se- what I said about Secret Six, which happened to have been the top requested book for us to talk about. For you um, to talk about. So that's why. Overall, it was the top one getting booked overall. Yes. So that's why I didn't talk about it on the show. Um, yes. But everybody saw it. you pull it that week and they were like, well, listen, why didn't you talk about it? I can be honest or, or, about it. I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I could have been dishonest. I could have not marked that I, I picked it up. But I true. said, hey, you know what? Let's, let's fuck with people. That's what I did. And it works. <laughs> Woohoo! Hold on. <laughs> you know, it was funny that they, 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 it was like it, it wasn't that long after we did the thread too, so people immediately for, seemed to have forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> that's, like, that's why good. did he pick that book up? We just yeah. asked you to pick, pick books, and you all picked Secret Six. 
All right. Um, our next voicemail has got a question about an older book. Hey, guys. My name is Brett. I live in New Hampshire. Um, I'm a little back in time right now reading through the Max, um, and I'm in love with it. I'm in love with the characters. I'm in love with the story. I'm in love with Sam Keith. So I have a question for you guys, um, too, actually. Did any of you guys read the Max, and what are your thoughts on it? And um, can you guys recommend any other Sam Keith work, um, either art or story, anything he wrote? Um, that's it. Uh, thank you guys for all that you do. I really appreciate it. Uh, take care. Well, Brett, I'm right there with you. I love the Max, and I'm a big fan of Sam Keith. And it's funny that you should call in because if you go to ifanboy.com or look on the podcast feed, the episode right before this one is an hour-long interview with Sam Keith that I did. Uh, we jumped on the phone to talk about his new book, My Inner Bimbo, from Oni Press, as well as uh, the Max came up in the Max cartoon and his work on Wolverine and Batman. And l- I'll be honest with you, he's, a, he's an interesting guy. <laughs> <laughs> It was definitely one of the more uh, uh, unique interviews I've ever done. And so if you like Sam Keith and if you like his stuff, go listen to that uh, episode. And if you like his work, you know, if you didn't if you didn't read his stuff at DC, you know, Four Women or Zero Girl, go pick, go pick that up or pick up My Inner Bimbo, which recently came out from Oni Press. And it uh, sounds like he's got a couple of Batman projects coming up soon as well. And he did a Batman Lobo series a couple of years ago as well. I, I read the Max when I was a kid. Max was great. Max was great. First came out with Image, and I didn't understand a word of it. What was so funny was that was that if you I don't know if you guys listened to the interview yet, but but he like he's like he's like it's awful. I don't know why all you people like it. He's like I just and and like even more so than the typical self-deprecating artist. He's just like he's like oh man, it's bad. It's like wow. I don't know if it was bad or not. I know I know. First of all, he was so unique. Yeah, in his art at the time, nothing else looked like nothing else still looks like his art. Yeah, totally. So as a kid, I was like, "Wow, this is, looks this is very interesting," but I didn't understand a word of it. Yeah. Also interesting is that I actually got a show made out of it, which which I watched oh, he, also on it. He led the he led, he was the first '90s comic book cartoon. Like he led he was a trailblazer before Spawn was on HBO and all this stuff. Max was on MTV, and it was like, and it was mind blowing. It was just oh, it, 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 he definitely. It, not li- not the likely person to have the success that he did in the, in the 90s with it and and I can't think of a better book to for that because it was just so unique. Me, uh, it's definitely I mean think about it the, the the weirdness of it makes it even more unlikely that he had all his success because yeah. it really was out there. I remember that book was like when it came out like when the issue came like I remember waiting for the next issue. It was like oh when they had the big reveal, oh it was just great. It was so good. I was a I was a huge Pitt fan. <laughs> no you weren't. I know. I don't I couldn't even pick Pitt out of a lineup. Yeah, I know you actually. That the funny thing you is, you could. Can't. He looks a lot like the Hulk. No, no, but it's been like seven because... times where you're like, "Who's that guy?" I'm like it's Pitt. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> that's like watching a movie with my wife. Move on. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, all right. So our next uh, voicemail's got a question about uh, wants to bring the funny. She's right behind you. She isn't. I looked. Hey, I fanboy. This is Adam Demars from Des Moines, Iowa, and uh, just had a question for you, quick. I really like a slice of humor with my uh, comics. So I really enjoyed the JLA, JLI, Keith Giffen stuff, and um, reading the new Deadpool with Dan, by Daniel Way. Uh, any more artists or writers with a, a series that does a good mixture of action and humor? Thanks. There are actually more funny superhero action books than you might think. There aren't tons of them, but they're out there. You mentioned Deadpool. Secret Six, which we just talked about, is also apparently a funny book. Yeah. I won't ask Josh, but I, I know people who read it say it's funny. And, you know, Amazing Spider-Man's funny. I think yeah. Amazing Spider-Man's very funny. And even, even Ultimate Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. Well, ben, Bendis, is, Bendis writes funny stuff, so like New Avengers has always got funny bits in it. And there aren't like a lot of straight-out comedy books, but there's a lot that feature 
funny stuff going on. Yeah. And also, if you like the Giffen DiMatteis uh, stuff from JLA, JLI, you might want to look. Uh, a couple of years ago, they did uh, they did some work for Boom Studios. They did a book called Hero Square and I think another one, um, which were sh- in that same voice and tone and manner, humorous kind of superhero book. So uh, you can get those in trade. You can go to Boom Studios and check that out. That's an option as well. You so. want to you wanna not read David Laugham. Yeah. That's, if, that's the opposite of what you want. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, and Garth Ennis is very funny in the midst of his. Uh, it's true. Oh, go go get the pro. Get, get the trade of the pro from Image with Garth Ennis and uh, Amanda Connor art. That's funny as hell. Mm. It's also screwed up, but it's funny. Oh. Yeah. All right. Our last voicemail has got a question about Wolverine Origins. Yay. Hey, fanboy. This is Cameron from Lock Center. I am calling because I have recently played the X-Men Wolverine Origins video game. Now, I know you guys weren't uh, huge fans of the movie, but the game is pretty badass. Um, So I was wondering if either of you guys got a chance to play that and what you thought. And also, uh, what are your favorite video game adaptations of comic book, maybe comic book movies or comic books in general or whatever? All right. Love the show, guys. Bye. He he said we weren't big fans. That's an understatement. Um, <laughs> well, it's fun. It's funny that he should ask about this specific game. Well, yeah, we Ron and I Ron and I played around with it uh, sort of recently on the on the Xbox, and um, <laughs> it, it was better than the movie. That's, that's, it actually was. It looks <laughs> looks really good. Um, the gameplay got a little uh, redundant for it's me. A, it's a button masher. Yeah, is, is what it is. Actually. Like you get uh, you get a new power. Like it's neat, and the mechanics are neat. And and uh, I I don't have any patience for button mashers, quite honestly. But I played it for a little while, and I had fun while I was playing it. Like they made it interesting enough that that was kind of cool. And the and the lunge, I like the, the lunge. lunge. Any when in doubt, lunge. Yeah, I was just <laughs> lunging left and right. But lunging across great distances. <laughs> yeah. It was just like uh, no running start, just bang. Yeah, that's, that's a... <laughs> so superhero video games, probably uh, the Lego, the Lego Batman game. It's fun, a lot fun. of fun. Yeah. Um, Josh, we had a lot of fun playing Mar- old Marvel Alliance, Ultimate Marvel Alliance. That was cool. I think I had fun playing it with you, but I don't know if I would say I liked the game. If that makes sense. No, no, no. But that's that's a, we had fun in the act of doing it. We did yes. it for many hours. Yeah, so and it, but it was it was a button masher in the same way, like. Similarly, think. Justice League is like that. The Justice yeah, League, Justice League yeah. same, exact, same exact game pretty um, much as the Marvel. Both uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man game on Xbox that came out, like right before Xbox 360 came out, and then recently the Spider-Man Web of Shadows or whatever that I, I was playing on the Wii, I played and enjoyed not for the game but because I'd spend like 45 minutes just swinging around the city. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 is, the, is I think the gold standard of superhero games in that it, it immerses you in this whole world. You can do whatever you want. Yep. And similarly, it's like the same engine as Ultimate Spider-Man. It's almost the same game, but yes. those are those are like, to me the gold standard. That games. was probably any, any the superhero most... game should be like that. I think the yeah. first sup- the first Spider-Man game, the first movie one that I had on my, I guess it would have been my PlayStation. That was probably my yeah. favorite one ever. I haven't fallen in love with a lot of them. To oh, be you honest. know what I was playing? I put um, uh, my friend put the Homebrew Channel on my Wii so I can play NES and SNES games stuff like that. And I played the NES Captain America and the Avengers game. Ooh. <laughs> and I got to be Hawkeye in Captain America, and it's like a side scroller. It's awesome. <laughs> you got to be Hawkeye. Yeah, I got to be Hawkeye. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. <laughs> My favorite game of all time uh, is still Star Wars: Masters of Terrace Kazi. Thakor, 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 Chewbacca. Chewbacca. <laughs> ah, that was, that was, yeah, a that was good. horrible. Well, in the game. same vein, in the same vein. There's that with the, the, the DC one you've got, right? You've got that one. I have. Yeah, what Mortal Kombat it? DC versus Mortal Kombat. It's, and again, like 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 the Ultimate Alliance game, we have fun playing it with each other. Yeah. yeah, it's more like that because you sort of like you spend a lot of time 
talking about it, but like I've tried to play it by well, myself. Well, we played no, no, by yourself. But when the three of us got together and played that, we were laughing to the point of tears. No, yeah. we were, we totally were. But like, what I'm saying is, after you guys left, I was like, well, let me try to play this game and beat it. And I was like, all right, that's enough. The Joker's crouch the best. kick, crouch kick, yeah. crouch kick. The Joker's the best in that game. I love that. We're not yeah. good gamers though, so I, I no, <laughs> we're a casual game. Hence, hence we're hence we drool over the Lego games. Like, ooh, Lego. It's oh, like, I get yeah. bored. Well, it's funny because I was thinking about that because um, I was playing Mario Kart the other day, and I thought I'm I'm getting good at this. I'm I should go online. No, I shouldn't. Oh, I love playing online in Mario Kart. It's so much fun. All right, so if you have any questions for us, call the voicemail line at one eight eight fanboys. It's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. We love to hear from you. Keep it short, thirty seconds. Tell us who you are and where you're from. And before we we told you there would be a giveaway, and in fact there was. Ron, do you have the the li- who's got the list of the things that that the, our winner gets? Yes. Uh, so in this particular giveaway, random giveaway, the winner will be receiving volumes one and two of the Flight Anthology from Image Comics. It's yep, uh, which big, is beautiful. They're, they're big. They're big books. They're three three hundred plus pages each, as well as a very uh, special Wolverine coffee table book. What is it called? Wolverine Inside the World of the Living Weapon, and it's one of those um, coffee table big books they put out in con- conjunction with the movie, and this was so, from uh, yep. one of the book publishers, DK, but oh, it's, it's a big hard, yeah, big, big hardcover Wolverine retrospective book. So we've got two ends of the spectrum. we got Wolverine, and we got some indie comic anthology stuff, so it's um, nice. uh, a, nice, so, a, a, nice, a nice takeaway. The winner is uh, Angela Pommen. Uh, who, who you may know is a comic book girl. That's her, her web handle, and she uh, she's a member, she, so she was been randomly a, selected, and she's been around forever. She's been a longtime supporter of the uh, fan base, and we thank her, and we've hung out with her at cons, and um, and she we randomly pick a winner, and it came up her, and I was glad to see that she got got something. So congratulations, Angela. We'll be contacting you to get your mailing info and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Well, congratulations. Yes. Get over to ifanboy.com. You can check out Ron's written pick of the week review. You can check out all the other articles and stuff that went, went up this this week and every week. There's so much good writing that happens there. You can pull your books and, and uh, use you know check check out your your whole pull list and you can have that and and all sorts of cool stuff. Go to ifanboy.com slash about to see all the social network things and links and stuff like that. Yeah. Don't forget to check out the uh, Sam Keith interview on the feed if you didn't hear it yet. Or you can just stream it directly from ifanboy.com. Yep. While you're on iFanboy, you can go to iFanboy.com slash store. That's where you can find the membership information. But you can also buy the T-shirts there. You can buy the Power of Responsibility T-shirt for $15. It's a limited edition shirt. And the first shirts went out in the mail this week. We had them for pre-order last month. This, two weeks ago, the shirts came in. The first batch of orders went out. So if you, ordered one, if you pre-ordered one, you should start seeing yours within the next week or so. Yes. So go check that out. The orders have been going out. It's a limited edition. Only 250 shirts are printed. So you don't want to miss out like you did in the Herm shirt. We've gotten a lot of people who missed that and emailing us. So if you don't want to miss out on this one, go to ifanboy.com slash store and pick yours up today. We've already sold out of some sizes too, so better yeah. get on it. Get on there quickly. And also head over to ifanboy.com forward slash Amazon where if you got to buy any video games or movies or DVDs or CDs or MP3s or anything like that, go to ifanboy.com slash Amazon. You can see our picks. We pick, we make some picks of things that we recommend as well as the books we talk about in the video show. Um, a lot of you have been using it recently. We want to thank you and keep using it because it helps us out. So go to ifanboy.com forward slash Amazon. We've already talked about the video show that is going up this week. It's the Audience Demands It show. You'll see what we thought of these books that you wanted us so badly to read and you'll see what they are when the show comes out. This Last week was a vault show where we talked about books that we definitely love. They were books of unusual sizes because that's the best thing we could do to tie them together with one another. So if you want to know about three really great just graphic novels or books, check out that show and then look for a new one this uh, Wednesday.
Cool. And like you said, if you need to contact us, you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com or leave a voicemail at 1-888-FANBOYS. That's 1-888-326-2697. And if you like the show, please write a review on iTunes for this show and for the video show. It's really helpful in helping people find shows they're looking for. We really appreciate it. And even better than that is to tell your friends, people who like comics who don't know about the show, people who would love you know, to hear about comic discussion, things like that, listen to the show. Introduce your mom to the podcast. Introduce your grandmother. Yeah. And then record that session of you trying to introduce your grandmother to a podcast. How, how, does, how does this iPod work again? Where Jeez. do I put the... the Cliché old lady voice. I love Jeez. it. I, there, I sat... You know, when I was in Ireland, I sat next to a table with a woman who sounded like that. And she kept asking the same question over and over and over again. <laughs> Are you going out to surf today? Do-? Yeah, we were, in a, we were surfing in Ireland. I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's a lovely right, cool. holiday. <laughs> and don't forget at ifanboy.com forward slash store you can check out the membership stuff that we talked about at the top of the show we're not going to mention it again so cool and don't forget to sign up in two weeks we're going to be doing the big giveaway that Walking Dead compendium man it's a, I feel it's, it's hard, to, hard to let that one hard to yeah. let that one go yeah so listen when the emails come in this week and you say Josh sucked this week I'm going to go ahead and own that right now you don't have to send those that's what I'm saying <laughs> why yeah Josh also went to the store on Wednesday this week yeah this is, it's been a stellar week for Josh I was, the week of Josh I was totally on autopilot Summer of Josh. Summer of Josh. <laughs> what what <laughs> summer is it again, dear? <laughs> Until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Connor. I, I, I hello. <laughs> <laughs> what the, is this? Are the Why Germans are attacking me? again. <laughs> uh, just don't mention the war. The keep little, having not, jokes keep going to the Nazis. I don't know why. Because it's always funny. The Little Fuhrer. Come on. I want to do a webcomic <laughs> now called Little Fuhrer. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it on your own. Uh, it's not a great more than Northern Media Project. <laughs> he's just he's all blustered and, rah, 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 and just like oh, it's just little fear. Fat girl is poison. You never trust poison. a big button to smile. I just yeah. watched Valkyrie. That's not funny. <laughs> and that was one. it good? Yeah, I really, really liked it. I know exactly oh, why it didn't do well. Yeah, we did a movie about the Nazis. It was too... He totally does sound like that. Cause it was too historical. It was like too... Yeah. It, it was there wasn't action. It was a lot it wasn't of meetings. Action. It, was, it was drama. It was so, drama. It was, and it was a bunch of German dudes played by really good British actors, and it was really tense, and I, I loved it. It was great. Yeah. And hey, did you see that Brendan Gleeson's in a Churchill movie this weekend? I saw a trailer for that, like in the at the movie theater, and it was said on, on HBO. HBO. I know, and I was like, ooh, yeah. because a lot of times Sunday. I get excited for those commercials, but then I try to watch the movie and I get really bored. But that one looked like it made me excited. Yeah, I've, I've already set to record. I got to do that now, actually. Funk. <laughs>